Hi, and welcome to Unashamed, a smut lover's podcast where we just want to talk about smut. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Courtney. And today we are back in the Unlucky 13 world. We are doing a read-along on Damaged by Hayden Hall. Uh, This is an author that I have not read before, so I'm pretty excited. I have read this author before. I I know nothing, so. But you said you liked them, right? Or him? Yes. It's a man. I read. It is a man. I read uh, part of the Destined to Fail series. I lied. I have read Hayden Hall. Okay. Yeah, I really did. Um, I'm trying to remember. I read so many books and I don't pay attention to the author unless it's like an author I really know. So I know that I've read these books. I know that I liked them. I believe I talked about them on maybe one of the last monthlies or something like that. But I did like their work. So he wrote, it looks familiar. I believe I read The College Boys of New Haven, but it was a long time ago. Yeah. Suffice to say, I do remember really liking the work. I just... It's it's been a while, guys. I just got back from vacation. My brain is not even close to fully online. So, Courtney, do you want to announce what happened while you were here in Vegas? I got married officially. Yes. He was there. We did it. Uh, it was just a small little ceremony. But yeah, after 10 years, me and my husband are officially, we made it official. Yay. And I got to be the witness. How exciting. I know. It was. It was really great. It was a really nice time. And I'm so glad I got to see you. It was only for a little bit. We just, we had a week there and there was just so much, you know, to do. And then when we threw the wedding together last minute, it was just like, okay, now I have all this other stuff to do. So, but I was so glad that I got to see you and that you were there for one of the biggest moments. Yeah. And Courtney was actually my maid of honor in my wedding so I got to be the witness in her so this was very exciting yeah it was cute it was a cute perfect little ceremony (laughs) yeah um so oh I almost dropped my mic so back to damaged I apparently have read Hayden Hall's work before I don't remember um, anything about it, about his writing style. It was a long time ago that I read it. So I, it's basically going to be brand new to me. It sounds like I'm not sure if this is going to be on the resort or the rehab side from the blurb. It's not really clear. I don't know. Either. It looks like it's on the resort side. Like he's sharing uh, one of the houses on the resort side with somebody. But he says, I'm left on this strip of sand after my second round of rehab. So maybe he went through rehab and then was just told to stay there and got moved over to the resort side. Not clear. Yeah. So he's the son of a politician who is going for presidency and he's gay and his dad's presidency campaign, it looks like, is full of homophobia so he gets kind of shuttled away and he meets 
says the America's 11th luckiest lottery winner. So I'm assuming he was one of those people who hit the lottery, got, you know, got rich and is now maybe taking a vacation there. I don't know. Um, Maybe, but sounds like there's probably a reason for him to be there as well. Yeah. Got some publicity from being a lottery winner. Sound it says he's a self-destructive daredevil. And he's harboring dark secrets. So I'm excited to see how this is gonna play out. Yeah, I did not read any of the reviews. It looks like they're good. I just quickly scrolled through. Um heartbreaking, emotional, set the world on fire, healed with a kiss, loved this. So um maybe we're gonna get some angst. Ooh, that would be nice. I mean, all of these so far have been, I think except for one, was pretty angsty. Yeah, uh, Nicole Dykes, the last one we just read, was not very angsty, which is on par with Nicole Dykes. So that was fine. It was more of a palate cleanser. So I'm curious to see, are we jumping back into the angst on this one um it looks like our midway point is chapter nine okay yeah i was jumping between nine and ten so awesome uh yeah i'm excited to dive right in if you are yeah i don't really have anything left to say i'm looking to see it doesn't looks like you have to go to the site to get like a full trigger warning but i listen mind your own triggers if you got triggers do your own research i don't really so i'm not that worried about it yeah please take care of yourself first if you are reading along with us but i think there couldn't be anything too bad that's gonna oh it looks like it is on the uh rehab side oh okay All right. So if you are reading along with us, go ahead and go to chapter nine and pause here. Okay, we're back. Yeah. Um, This one was hard to get into for me. It like. It wasn't hard to get into for me. It was just hard to like stay in it, I guess would be the best way to describe my reading. I have had a lot going on, so it could be, like, life in the way for me. Um, I am enjoying it, but I'm enjoying it more now than I did in the beginning. It was very abrupt. Yeah, it started off so... It was both really fast and slow. It just kind of dropped you into... I don't know. It, yeah, it was very really abrupt when it started. And then it just felt like it took forever to really hold my attention. I didn't start holding my attention until right before we stopped. Yeah, it was. Um, the beginning was rough. And like, that's not to say that like the whole thing was rough because it did start catching my attention, like you said, shortly before we stopped. Um But at the beginning, I had no idea what the fuck was going on. I had no idea who was who. I had no idea, like, why or when or where they were. Um, I could not 
picture anything because, um, and this could just be different writers, like different parts of the resort. It could be different, like whatever, but like this specific house that they're in is described in a completely different manner than the other books that are on the resort side of this um, resort. So I don't like it caught me all the way off guard. Like I was like, what the fuck are they talking about? Like I didn't, it took me a while to understand what was going on. Yeah. So Matthew, he's the son of a Senator who's going to make a presidential bid. And he was on the rehab side And then when he was released from the rehab side, his dad didn't want him to come home for another couple of months because he was going to make the presidential bid. And he didn't want Matthew there because he's gay. And his campaign, it seems like, is run on traditional American family values, which is, you know, homophobic. And so he, but there's no open villas. So somebody else, I think it's Tiago. Yeah. He, I guess, agreed to open up his villa to a stranger. And so he kind of just gets shuttled there. And as he's like unpacking in the very beginning or, you know, the other guy shows up and it it was really jumbled. I feel like for the first like chapter or two, because you start off with like, Matthew acting kind of like a spoiled brat. He's like, oh, why aren't you unpacking my stuff? Da, 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 da. And then he's like, oh, you're not a valet, are you? And Tiago's like, no, uh, this is my house and you get to stay with me. And it just, it was jumbled. And then finally, when they kind of settle everything, it's there's still this underlying, you know, Tiago hates his dad. So he's going to like fuck with him. And I don't know. It was an interesting, I feel like, storyline. But then at the same time, it just felt disjointed at first. Yeah, disjointed is a good word. I haven't Um, had any coffee or tea this morning yet. (laughs) It was, uh, yeah, it just wasn't very seamless of a beginning. Yeah. It was confusing. But... Once you start figuring out what's actually going on, it does get better. Um, it's, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't really know what to say about it. Like, I am liking it now. Um, they're both like, extremely broken. I feel like this author does a good job at writing the broken aspects. I feel like you really do feel where their pain is you know yeah um i don't know what's gonna happen though because like for the first half it's really focused on like matthew's issues and his issues with sex and you know his identity and things like that and like yes it does touch on Tiago's issues and where his issues lie but I feel like in the second half we're going to really delve a lot deeper into that because he's all fine with having casual sex with people as long as he doesn't enjoy it and he enjoyed having sex with Matthew and 
kind of had a breakdown afterwards. So, and that's basically where we stopped. Yeah. And poor Tiago, his best friend. So he had won the lottery and with him and his best friend. It was his boyfriend. Oh, was his boyfriend? I'm pretty sure it was his boyfriend. Oh, I thought it was like they grew up together and they were best friends. Okay, I missed it. I skimmed. I'm not going to lie to you. It took me like I I had to skim some like doing the speed read just to because I was trying to get to a point where I could really get caught. But anyway, so they had won the lottery together. And I think it was like within like a week or so he died in a car accident. Yeah, he quit his job and he went to go pick up his stuff from his job that was 13 miles away and got into a car accident. Yeah. So poor, poor Tiago, you know, and he talks to like when he has to go, you know, think he talks to, you know, I guess the ghost of his best friend to kind of like bounce ideas and stuff like that. I'm almost positive it was his boyfriend. Okay. Yeah, because he said, like, he makes comments about stuff like, well, that they were living together and that they were going to, you know, start a life together and that um, he wouldn't want him to be celibate and stuff like that. Like, I'm I'm almost positive it was his boyfriend. That's fair enough. All right. But I want to say that they had known each other for a very, very, very long time. So... It, or at least that was the vibe. I think it was like they grew up together or something. And yeah, they were both poor and just trying to make it and, you know, working for whatever dime they had when he hit the lottery. Yeah. But I did like that aspect where it's like he goes and he still talks to him, kind of like bounces ideas off of. I thought it was like, you know, it really kind of gives you a little bit of insight into Tiago. I mean, not much, obviously. There's only really so much you can get in the first half especially with books like this where it's like you're trying to put two very broken people and kind of get their sides in so i am excited to see more of like tiago's story yeah and i think the closer he gets to matthew the less amir is gonna show up and he's already saying like being out on the island it's getting harder and harder to conjure him up yeah. And like he can still see his voice, but he's not seeing him as often. And like the longer he's on the island, the closer he gets to Matthew, the farther away Amir is getting. So that's yeah. Well, a little sad, but also like it's it points to healing. You know what I mean? It's not healthy to see your dead boyfriend. No, it's not. And it is I am excited to see, you know, how they're both able to heal from this because Matthew's just like that poor kid. He turned to drugs. That was the only way he could like have sex with men or anybody. Mm-hmm. And he like wouldn't even remember it. He would get so high. And I want to see how his dad is going to be handled. Yeah. And it's only a 280 page book. Yeah, well, I noticed that there was only, I think, it's like 20 chapters or whatever. So I thought it was going to be really short. But the chapters themselves are, like, pretty long. Um, Yeah. I don't know how it's going to play out. I don't know how it's going to play out with the dad 
or with Amir and Tiago and because like in the beginning it was very much like we 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 like anytime he talked about himself it was in a we form because he was still carrying Amir along with him everywhere and the further we get into the book the less and less that Amir is showing up and the more it's just I and me um so the we's are coming you know farther and few between and uh i i'm just uh i don't know and it when is the breakdown going to happen that he tells matthew what he's going through because he won't tell matthew anything um but he's also kind of figured out a lot of matthew's issues without him even needing to say so i think in the next half we're going to dive further into tiago for sure yeah well i'm excited to jump right in if you are yeah i am all right i'm ready (laughs) for those of you reading along we're gonna go to the end of the book and pause here okay we're back i thought it was really cute in the end yeah it had a good ending um i equally parts liked and disliked this book i think I liked the storyline. I liked the emotions, the character development, stuff like that. But it was when it got down to little things like timelines, it was all over the place. I don't know if you noticed that. That is like a pet peeve of mine where like at one point they would say like it's been a couple weeks and then the next point they said like, oh, it's only been today or yesterday or something like that. You know, did you pick up on that? Sort of, but I kind of just glazed over it, I guess. But I can see what you're saying. That that stuff like picks at my brain. <laughs> like I am uh, a real stickler for a timeline. Like if you're going to put any kind of sense of time in it, a book, because some authors don't. Some authors don't put like any timelines at all in their books. But if you're going to put any kind of timelines in your books, like make it make sense. Yeah. Don't no, jump I around didn't. between it's been a couple weeks, it's been a couple days, it's been one day. Like, if that, like, if the beginning wasn't so chaotic and the timelines matched up and things like that, if like the little details were fixed in this book, then I would say it's an amazing book. There was just enough, like, little things though that just kept picking on me. They're my own personal pet peeves. I'm sure a lot of people don't even notice it. It's really not that big of a deal for the majority of people, I'm sure. <laughs> but they're my own personal little like eh, things that um, this book had and it drove me nuts. But if we set those things aside, <laughs> it was a really good book. Like I said, the emotions in it were really, really good, really well done on the emotional aspect, I believe. I feel like as far as the emotional aspect goes, like it really showed growth, especially at the end with how uh, so Matthew relapses, so much goes on. And then towards the end, they decide to get help together. They go from the uh, resort side to the rehab side in order to get through like Tiago has suicidal, you know, thoughts and ideations after Amir and Matthew's got his drug and drinking problem and he blows up his father's presidential campaign in his life. And so he's kind of spiraling, dealing with this. And instead of 
clinging to each other and expecting the other person to fix it. They're like, we need help. And they end up going to the rehab side, which we don't see any of that. We get the epilogue, which is a year later, where they're setting up a foundation for grief and suicide prevention. And I thought it really showed emotional growth there. Yeah, I agree. And I thought that that was really well done how they, because they were very like volatile characters, both of them in their own right were very volatile. And I thought that it was really well done that they decided to go to the treatment center on the island. Um, And for a second, when they started packing their bags, I was like, oh my God, like they're just going to go home. Like in the middle of all this, right? Like that's where my mind went. And then they took themselves in. I was like, oh, that, that was really well done. I think that the plot and the emotions in this book were were very good. I was very um it had a rough start, but after we got into it, like I stayed in it. Yeah, I was pleasantly surprised. It took me up until I think that midway point, but yeah, the last half definitely ended on a really good note. You really got to dig deep into characters and the background of like why they're feeling this way. And I really liked that. I think the one thing that this book really would have benefited from is I think a little bit more length just to like it was really it was good it was you know like I said last half really well written the emotional growth was great I think maybe if this book had been a little longer the first half wouldn't have been so rushed though and able to maybe ease a little bit more into it yeah if we but- like yeah if we like stretched out the beginning showed like how they both ended up there and maybe even like the conversation between Tiago and Carl. Um, I feel like if we would have just fleshed that out a little bit more, done some fine tuning on some of the little details that most people probably don't even notice, like this could be an absolute top notch book. Like the writing style, as far as like character development goes and emotional depth, emotional growth, character, like just all of that was fantastic. I think like if just a couple little things were fine-tuned and fleshed out, this would have been like one of the top-notch books. But like I said, like I have my own personal pet peeve. So like this book is probably not going to be <laughs> my top book just because like that shit grates on me and it's not that big of a deal, but it is to me. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. So Courtney and I, every once in a while get in these like moods where we start trying to write again. Because eventually we want to write our own books. But you should see like my planned out like plot for the most recent book I was working on. I have like every single little timeline detail fleshed out. Before I even attempted to start writing, like I have the exact date that every plot point is happening on. Just because like I'm fucked up like that. Like I have to have a flowing timeline. <laughs> yeah. Well, and we all have our little pet peeves. I have quite a few too. That just like if if like that one thing sticks out to you in a book, like you're not going to be able to really fully focus because it's going to be in the back of your mind the whole time. Like, oh, you know, you can't mm-hmm. put your full focus into it. I have a ton of those too. I know I've, you know, ranted more than once on um 
quite a few of them over the podcast. I'm sure everybody who is a a listener knows by now that we both just have those things that pick at us as far as like, you know, when we read something. And and I think every reader does, especially yeah. when you go into a book analyzing like this. Those things are going to stick out more too because you're we're going so in depth with the emotional aspect and everything like that. You you pick out those details a little more too. Yeah, because so this is it's fun for us, but it's also like not reading for fun. So we're reading this with the intention of deep diving into these books. So we're paying more attention to all the little details when we do the read-alongs than if we were to just like pick up a book and read. So it's, it's a little different. So take these like nitpicky things with a grain of salt because if you're just reading it for fun, like these things are probably just going to brush right over your head. That would not have brushed over my head. It would, it literally took me like two chapters to get over the one, like the first blip in the time. But (laughs) that's me. It's a personal problem. But like take the nitpicky things we say with a grain of salt, because if you're just reading it like on your own for fun, you're probably not going to notice all of these things. But like we said, we're going into this with an analytical mindset when we start these books. Hi, guys. It is Kelsey from Editing. So sorry about this. We had technical difficulties. We were not able to film the outro together. But um, I just wanted to say thank you guys so much for listening. Sorry it kind of cut off abruptly. We did like the book. um, And I think enough of our thoughts of it are still in the recording. So thank you guys so much for listening. Next week we are going to be reading. Hold on. Let me pull it up. Believe it's. J.R. Gray. Oh no, next week is Cora Rose. Hell yeah. I know Courtney would be excited too. So if you want to listen to our episode on the Cora Rose book in this world, then stick around for next week. Thank you guys so much. Bye.